Dematerialization by C. Mason From the Black Cat Magazine, November 1916 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Dale Grothman it is a simple matter to dematerialize a body by cremation in this case a man locks a good healthy girl in a bank vault for two hours and tries to send her soul into the infinite with the aid of soft music instead of fire dematerialization by c mason a fair young thing with tender blue eyes enter woodworth's office and calmly seated herself. A glance at her portfolio impelled him to seek refuge in the cool brick vault of his neighbor across the passage, Barker, who called himself a banker. But the lady barred the way. No, he said desperately, without waiting to be interrogated, I don't want to subscribe for a history of the war, nor the lives of the candidates, nor picturesque anything but honored sir replied the mild simple and rather simpering young person i do not ask you to subscribe for anything unless indeed you would honor me by taking a ticket ticket nothing again interrupted woodworth i've no leisure for amusements my time is all taken up with my profession and science ah that's what drew me hither beamed the beautiful girl i perceive by your sign that you are a lawyer and i have heard that you are a member a prominent one of the psychical research society in one or both capacities i think you can do me an inestimable service woodworth touched at the two vulnerable points unbent you see kind sir she continued I'm a materialized spirit. My manager, Mr. Shockton, who is stopping at the hotel, here is his card, called me forth from the spirit world by mistake for Martha Washington, with whom I was contemporaneous. Woodworth had noticed the antique style and courtly bearing of his visitor. He delayed so long in endeavoring to correct his error, she went on, that instead of remaining in the misty, indistinct form in which spirits are preferably presented, I became as thoroughly substantial as when I was before on earth, one hundred and forty-six years ago. Upon my word, young lady, or venerable dame, the lawyer corrected with halting courtesy, this is a very extraordinary statement. Do you not know that you render yourself liable for prosecution for obtaining money under false pretenses when you attempt to sell a ticket on such a tale as that? She smiled trustingly. No, sir, I do not know that. Indeed, I am only beginning to learn the strange things of your wonderful century. But I like them very much. Through my familiarity with the distaff and spindle, the needle and quill pen will no longer afford me a livelihood. I have an ardent longing to learn the sewing machine or the typewriter, 
and become a new woman. I am most anxious to resume the life prematurely cut short in 1770, in my eighteenth year, when I died from what was erroneously diagnosed as a quincy. I have reason to believe that, had I been properly treated for diphtheria with an antitoxin serum, I should have lived to a good old age. What is there to prevent you from doing so now? asked Woodworth, touched and interested immeasurably by his singular client. Because my master, for so I must call him, Mr. Shockton, who brought me from the other world, is determined to send me back. I heard that from mercenary motives he means to dematerialize me at his very next seance. Woodworth hurried through all the known legal processes, but neither habeas corpus, ni extent, nor any other writ with which he was familiar, seemed a remedy against the peculiar form of extradition proposed by Shockton. Putting on his hat, he exclaimed, You sit right there while I interview this tyrant, Miss... Uh... Amy Allwright was my name before, she answered sweetly. Finding the spiritual manager in his improvised office at the hotel, the lawyer addressed him by name, saying, I warn you to desist from your persecution of my client, Miss Amy Allwright. She is perfectly satisfied with this mundane sphere, as the reporters call it, and intends to remain here. I shall take steps to enjoin you from making her the subject of further experimentation. Take a ticket, was Shockton's cordial response, thrusting out a card. One dollar, please, seven-thirty this evening. We are going to dematerialize that chit this very night, and if it doesn't come off, call me all the liars you will. Next. One moment, Mr. Shockton, said Woodworth severely. I understand you to say that you intend to dematerialize, which I suppose means to disembody, to cause to disappear. Into thin air, evaporate, vamoose, answered the medium in a businesslike tone. Cause to disappear a person now living? That, my dear sir, is murder. Wrong, replied Shockton. Who is this girl? Where does she hail from? She's been dead a hundred and forty-six years. Can't kill a person twice, you know. What good is she, anyway? She's way behind the times. Can't even sell a ticket to her own dematerialization. Then you are determined to dematerialize the lady again? demanded Woodworth, somewhat demoralized. Sure, come and see for yourself. Take a ticket, and one for your wife. I shall certainly come, with the police. You insist on making this preposterous experiment? Fact, but tell you what I'll do. You may take the young woman, lock her up, do anything you like with her, and I'll bet you a cool hundred I'll dematerialize her all the same. Woodworth clutched at this proposition. He began to see a way out. The Psychical Research Society was hastily summoned in special session, and Amy Allwright was introduced to President Barker and the members. 
her frankness and timidity convinced the most skeptical among them that she at least was innocent of collusion with the medium she appeared terribly to dread the threats of shockton oh gentlemen she pleaded put me underground put me in some strong place where it will be impossible to get at me i am so tired of being a spirit don't let me be dematerialized again provided with a lunch from the hotel wrapped in a napkin she was smuggled into barker's bank it was dignified by that name in the village and locked into its roomy old brick vault and a committee signed an affidavit to that effect then all the psychical people attended shockton's seance it was very long and very mysterious for two hours the audience they could not be called spectators sat in darkness listening to soft music and waiting for amy allwright to appear at last there came a gentle tapping aha exclaimed shockton she comes who goes there the spirit of mistress amy allwright who died of quincy in seventeen seventy are you in the flesh or in the spirit a spirit alas oh woe is me there you are gentlemen said shockton switching on the lights now produce your amy if you can the audience led by the psychical research committee trooped back to barker's bank heavens the man had won his bet amy had dematerialized after all so had the contents of the bank the only material evidence remaining of the guileless girl and her work there were the crumbs of her luncheon the napkin in which it had been wrapped and a hotel table knife snapped short off which had served as a screwdriver the big old-style locks with their screws lay on the floor the end of dematerialization by c mason